You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. In today's video, I'm doing a topic that's a little bit different and something that I usually don't cover here on the channel, but I just wanted to do something different. I'll be back to my normal kind of true scary stories tomorrow. In today's video, as the title says, we're doing cryptid stories. In this video, my good friend Swamp Dweller will be helping me read these stories. He often covers these stories on his own channel, so if you enjoy stories like this, consider checking him out if you haven't already. As always, if you have your own story that you might want to share here on the channel, you can submit it at southerncannibal.com. All that being said, let's begin. And remember, to always stay on. I know this sounds far-fetched, but I'm telling the truth about everything that happened in this story. Keep in mind that I don't scare easily. The story happened about six to seven years ago, but I've told plenty of people. I was going through a tough time and just wanted to be alone. We have some woods right beside our house, so I decided to ride my dirt bike out there at night, sit by the fire, and just chill with some music. About an hour or so later, I wanted to change up the music, so I grabbed my iPod and started to surf through some songs until I found something I liked. Now, I forgot to mention it, but at night, the woods are pitch black out, and even with the fire, you can only see a few feet around you. Basically, you and the fire are the only ones around in a big sea of darkness. Anyway, I switched the song and I turned back to the fire. I froze. On the other side of the fire, there was a large form with pointed ears loomed in the darkness. The only reason I noticed it was because of the glowing eyes reflecting the flames that burned between us. This thing was huge. I'm about six feet tall, and it was taller than I was. I stood there paralyzed in fear as for what seemed like minutes just stretched between us, only the music breaking the dead silence. Now, I live in Ohio, so not a whole lot of tall animals in the woods with pointy ears. We have no bears, or really any kind of wild animals in the area that are bigger than deer, and this thing before me was definitely no deer. And at that moment, I didn't think it was human either. During our silent standoff, my brain finally recovered from shock and screamed for me to move. I quickly dropped everything in my hands, including my phone and iPod. I jumped on my dirt bike and tried to start it. And just like a horror movie, it wouldn't start. Dread filled me, and I could feel my face getting pale. The engine turned over really slow, as if the battery was dead. 
I honestly thought my heart was going to bring my ribs. It was pounding so hard. Luckily, it has a Kickstarter as a backup, though I've never really had any luck kickstarting it. Well, I guess luck was smiling down on me that night, because with a hard kick, it started, and I then flew through the woods as fast as I could. Looking back on it now, I'm guessing whatever it was could have attacked me, with all the time it took me to get the dirt bike working. I don't know if it had already left during my panicked escape, or was still watching me with those fiery eyes as I fled. Once I got up to the house, I then told my parents about what happened, and I'd asked my dad to go back with me to grab my phone and iPod. However, it was really late, so he declined. I'm guessing he didn't believe me. Now, don't ask me why I would go back after escaping with my life, but at the time, I wanted to go back for my stuff. I ended up calling my friend who lives nearby, and he agreed to help. My friend and I, I shit you not, went back out to the woods with swords and a disposable camera to get my stuff. I took the camera with us, just in case I could snap a picture of whatever was out there with me. As I was snapping pics in one hand and holding a sword in the other, we approached the site and gathered up my things. That thing was nowhere in sight. As we were walking back up to my house, we noticed a neighboring house was all lit up. However, it wasn't house lights. It was on fire. We quickly called 911 and ended up finding out that it was an abandoned house that caught fire. Now, I'm not sure if it had anything to do with what I saw, but it was sure as hell weird to have all this happen in one night and around the same time. To this day, I have no idea what animal that could be taller than me and would approach a fire in music. I'm not sure if it was some kind of weird creature or possibly a person in a mask, possibly the one who started the fire. I still have the disposable camera sitting on my desk. I haven't gotten around to getting it developed, but not thinking about it as I write this. I probably should. A lot of time has passed since then, and I do still go out in the woods. But sometimes I can't help but wonder if that thing is still out there, watching me. The first thing I'd like to say is, I really don't know what I saw that night. It was late, I was tired, and it was dark. But what I do know is that whatever I saw, it was not normal. So let's get into it. I live in the suburbs of San Antonio, Texas. Me and my sister were driving along the road one night, and it was about 11 p.m. Let's call my sister Laura. Laura and I were hungry, and we decided to drive to Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. It was a Friday night, so they were open until 1 a.m. Our parents were out of town that weekend, so we were free to do whatever we wanted. That included watching scary movies, eating junk food, and staying up really late. Laura was 18 at the time, and I was 15. We had helicopter parents, and they didn't like us to watch R-rated movies or stay out super late. Nevertheless, we decided to watch the taking of Deborah Logan, an R-rated horror movie. We were pretty creeped out after it, and Laura didn't want to go outside, but I talked her into it by offering to buy her meal. She reluctantly agreed. 
Oh, how I wish I had really trusted her gut. We go to an exclusive private school where we have to take back roads to get to. It was very windy and forested, and with a few houses spread apart. After about 10 minutes of driving, we turned to about the fourth turn where it was the darkest. We weren't listening to the radio because we hated it, and there was a blip in the conversation. Our headlights then illuminated a small herd of deer in the tall grass. Now at first, we thought nothing of it. There were a lot of deer near us, and it was pretty frequent to see some deer after dark. However, as I looked a little closer, I saw something a little strange. I told Laura to slow down so I could get a better look, and when I saw one of them, it scared the living daylights out of me. One of the deer appeared to have its skin falling off, and the skin that was still on had black bubbles on it. Its legs also looked broken, like it had two knees on every leg. I looked at Laura, who had stopped the car, and her eyes looked glazed, and her mouth was wide open. When I looked back at the deer as we called it, it had its head cocked to one side, then slowly started to smile at me. It was very unnatural. Have you ever seen a dog look at you like it was smiling? It looked nothing, and I mean nothing like that. There are no words to describe it. I just knew it wasn't normal. My body was frozen at this point, and I didn't dare to turn away from it and look at Laura. After about 20 seconds of it just smiling at us, it began to slowly walk towards our car. 30 feet. 20 feet, 15 feet, and then 10. Suddenly, something roared life in me, and I screamed to Laura to floor it. There was no response. I then turned and I slapped her in the face. I know it's wrong to hit a girl, but I was trying not to die or whatever the hell it was about to do with us. Finally, she woke from her trance and put the pedal to the metal. We shot the hell out of there as fast as we could, and I didn't look back. When we finally pulled into the Kane's parking lot, we just sat there. Our appetites were gone. We sat there for a good five minutes before I spoke up. What the hell was that thing? She never responded. We just drove home. We took the highway this time, even though it took us about 15 minutes longer to get home. I didn't complain though. Ever since then, we've never driven on that road at night, and Laura and I have never talked about whatever the hell that thing really was. This has been my first, and hopefully last encounter with the cryptids. I know now that there are things in this world that we do not truly understand, and that many of these missing person cases may not be normal kidnappers, but instead, the creatures of the darkness which feed on the humans. If we hadn't gotten out of there at that exact second, I wouldn't be telling you about this story. You can all choose whether to believe me or not, but that doesn't change what happened and what we saw. To this day, I believe that was either a skinwalker or a not deer, though I don't fully understand what it is. Whatever and wherever you are, dear, Let's not ever encounter each other again.
This happened when I was a lot younger. I think I was about 20, and back then, I would often go into the mountains to hunt. By the time night fell, I would set up in a small clearing. I was adding more wood to the fire, and resting at the entrance of my tent was my hunting rifle. I had just reloaded it and cleaned it. I got up to gather some more wood when I heard a noise behind me. I turned around to face the sound, and I saw that my rifle was now missing. A shadowy figure was running towards the trees with something long in its hands. I knew that it must be my rifle. I gave chase, but there was too much distance between us. The shadowy figure slipped into the darkness of the forest. I have no idea why I chased him since he did have a gun, and I did not. The guy was dressed entirely in black and whatever he was wearing looked like fur. For a moment, I thought that it might even be a human. The way it was running was kind of odd though. It kind of leaned forward, with its arms seeming to be a little long. Whatever it was, it looked like it had lived out here in the mountains. It looked feral and far too big. I had no choice but to run back to my campsite. I felt incredibly uneasy. There were lots of my possessions lying around. He could have taken anything of value, but he didn't. He just took the gun. While I thought about that fact, a chill raced up my spine. I didn't know how much danger I was in at the time, and I was alone in the woods at night. There was a pitch black darkness all around me. Clouds had covered up the moon. There was no way that I was going to be able to sleep that night. I decided to extinguish the campfire. I didn't want to remind this guy of my location. I planned on getting out of the woods as soon as the sun began to rise. I didn't want to be out there walking around in the dark. I grabbed my hatchet, kept it in my hand, and waited for the morning to arrive. Thankfully, the night was uneventful and I was safe. At the first sight of morning, I quickly packed up all of my things and started back down the mountain. While I was heading down through the woods, I heard the explosive sound of splintering wood nearby. I saw a bullet hole in a dry tree trunk just a few inches away from me. I immediately thought about my missing gun and the events of last night. I got my head down low and just ran as fast as I could in a zigzagging motion. Like most people do, I had never had any experience running from a shooter like this, so I just hoped that this would slow them down or make me slightly harder to hit. I guess I was doing my best to imitate the prey I hunt when they run. I could hear the popping sound of my rifle echoing from behind me and the whizzing sounds of bullets flying through the trees. Honestly, I have never been so terrified in my life. Fortunately for me, the shooter wasn't very good at aiming. While running as fast as I could, I counted the number of shots which were coming my way. When it reached the number of bullets that I had loaded into the magazine, I basically collapsed on the forest ground. He should be out of bullets. The tension was unbearable. All I could hear was my own labored breaths. Then I silenced myself as an alarming thought crept into my mind. What if he was reloading? What if he had another weapon? I was exhausted, but I knew I couldn't take any risk. I needed to run again. Just as I was getting to my feet, I heard something heavy land next to me. It was my rifle. I looked at the barrel and it was bent. I just ran and hoped for the best. I managed to make it down the mountain and back to civilization. I haven't been hunting since. I totally fell out of love with it. This is a shorter story, but it does still horrify me, because I'm really afraid it'll come back again someday. For some background, 
I used to live in Alabama until I was about 7 years old. I'm 16 now, and I live in Florida. My family has always been believers of the supernatural, some on the more religious side of the concept, but still there. My family has more ghost stories than most. Supernatural experiences are not uncommon in my lineage. The story starts over a long period of time. My first encounter was when I was five, and I barely remember most details, but I do remember the main concept. I lived in a shitty trailer with my immediate family, and in my bedroom, I had a very clear view of a wide window, only covered by a thin transparent curtain that I used to squish flies in. Alabama kids know. One night, I was staring out of the window at the cows, when all of a sudden, this scary thin pale man with a long face came out of the woods in the cow pasture. I being five, pissed myself. I was a really scared kid, and I often found myself running to my parents' bed, because whatever creaks and bumps occurred in the night scared the shit out of me. I vaguely remember running to my parents' bedroom and trying to get them to come look at the being, but I really don't remember if they saw it too. Now, I'm really unsure if the next experience is the same creature, but I can't help but feel like it is. Something in the back of my brain just tells me it is. The next instance happened when I was about 13. I was drifting off to sleep when my dad came in to turn off the light. I didn't want him to, but I couldn't respond for whatever reason. Exhaustion likely. I also got sleep very easily. Anyways, so I flipped my light off and left. I fell asleep, but I found myself waking up, though in a state of sleep paralysis. I couldn't move or talk or anything, but I could just see. All of a sudden, this pale thin creature comes out of my closet. I think it came from that direction, but I couldn't turn my head to see. And it then crawls on all fours towards the end of my bed. I really suck at describing things, but the best reference I can give is those Russian sleep experiment pictures that you always see, but with a bump on his head, and with backward limbs and shit. It just stared at me. Then its jaws sort of clicked and cracked, and it was fucking smiling at me. We kind of just sat like that for what felt like a minute or two. Then my dad came in to wake me up, and then the creature disappeared. Flash forward, and I'm 16 now. New house and such, and I share a room with my younger sister. Within the first month of staying in the house, I saw the thing's face in my bedroom window in another sleep paralysis situation. Its facial expression rapidly changing before I woke up. My sister complains of seeing pale faces in the window and closet, and we have both found handprints on the window. My parents aren't concerned, though. They say we probably left the prints ourselves and just forgot, and that they're probably just nightmares from listening to too many scary stories. I'm really hoping to get input. Does anyone out there have any idea what kind of thing this is, and how to get it to leave me alone? I don't know what it wants, or if it even has the capacity to want. It just seems to show up every once in a while and terrorize me. Please help in any way you can.